internet, and welcome to Say Report Junior. Uh, I am one of your host companions, Zach Sarawick. And I am one of your other host companions, co-host companions, Dale Decker. Uh, you just realized I didn't pull the trigger on whatever I was going to do, didn't you? <laughs> like, I, I, the second you hit recording, immediately my brain went, nope, nope, don't, don't bother. It's, it's either, not going to work. It's either that it's <laughs> that you're not going to do it or that was it. The bit, the bit was I did absolutely nothing. No. Oh, the bit, like I now gonna... I want to know what the bit was. <laughs> well, I've been I've been watching. So I, for Christmas, I watched a lot of Muppet stuff. Yeah. It's so like in my head, I was like, I know exactly how to start the next episode. <laughs> and that's to do the Manamana song oh. right at the start. And then I panicked like immediately, which I thought might happen. So, <laughs> so I, I I aborted. You I aborted. I, I pulled out. <laughs> I pulled the ripcord. <laughs> I'm out of the bit. <laughs> All right. Well, that would. I mean, it would have been good. It would have been. I would have oh, been. Oh, I would have been like, yeah, that I, makes sense. <laughs> I just didn't. I like did not trust in my ability to do the two different voices well enough. Well, no, because it's, what are the? Are there two? Different... Well, because it's. Well, yeah, because there's the uh, actual. Do, so do, I watched do, the actual. Do. Yeah, there's those no puppets. Yes, do, do, exactly. Do. There we go. There, yeah, I did, you it, did it. Good job. <laughs> yeah, was, exactly. For a very long time, I always just thought that was Rolf. For like the longest time, I was convinced that that was Rolf and the chickens. It's not. It's a bunch. It's three random monsters. Like they have nothing. There. It's not any of the named regular characters that you see in any Muppet stuff. But like isn't for it, just. Isn't it like just pink, pink monsters with the yellow yes. mouths? Uh, it's not the yellow mouse. It's like some. Mouth? No, it's just like some random monster oh, puppet that's oh. got like big puffy hair and sunglasses. And like yeah, it just like guy. for is, yeah, yeah, but that's not like one of the regular Muppets anymore yeah. anyway. Like maybe maybe on Sesame Street he shows up more. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely oh. seen I've well I've seen this video of like the dude and the, there's the guy that you just described and then there's like two pink monsters that are right. that that don't have like a shape to them. They're basically socks with horns. Yeah. <laughs> and then big pu- and then big lips that are just like in the, the that like, are yellow. The shape. Yes. That's oh, what... that's what you meant by the yellow. Okay. Yeah, yellow mouth. Oh, yellow mouth. I thought you said mouse. Oh, okay. that's what I thought you said too. Back to me, and I'm like, no mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great uh, start. I'm doing a great that's start. Great. That's great because that also plays into <laughs> one of my favorite jokes in the Muppet movie, which is that <laughs> I thought I thought. I thought frogs gave you warts. No, that's a myth. What? A myth? A myth? Yes? No, not miss. Myth. Oh, gosh. Awesome. Oh, God. It's one of the best running jokes in that movie. I haven't, um, I haven't seen yeah, any you haven't Muppet. Seen any Muppet I, movies, and I don't understand how. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watched Sesame Street. I liked Elmo's World. Um, Elmo had a fish named Dorothy, so I liked that because, you know, like my mom's name is Dorothy. Uh, so I like that. Um, wait, was the fish named Dorothy or was it named Dennis? The fish was named after someone in my family. I don't remember <laughs> because the Wiggles had the the dinosaur on the Wiggles was named Dorothy. I know that for a fact. But anyways, the Muppets. <laughs> the Wiggles was, I watched it for like maybe a month when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember, but no, yeah, the Muppets, I don't, I just never, I mean, I like the Muppets, I don't have a, 
animals the best. I mean, I like Fozzie Bear. The, one of my first posts on on Facebook ever, like the first post I made in 2009 was, "Hey everybody, let me know what your favorite who your favorite Muppet is. Mine's Fozzie." And what a then weird I... thing to ask <laughs> if you've never actually watched a lot of Muppet stuff. Right? That's like... And then and then I uploaded a picture of animal and a picture of Fozzie Bear. And every time those come up in my memories, I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> like, why was this what I was posting about when, like, in 2009, when I first got Facebook? Was 2009, like, right around the time that the new Muppets was announced, at least, or came out? I don't even know the timeline no, on that. I, I don't movie. know. I don't know. I was, I was in college at the time. That's all I remember. So, I mean, that would have been 2009, but I don't remember anything else i think um, i just got into like a stint where i was looking at baby muppet pictures and i thought Fozzie bear was so cute and i was like i wonder what other people's favorite muppet is i'm gonna post about this on facebook because i think that's the kind of thing you should post on facebook <laughs> um no but like i, I don't have like, i don't i'm not that knowledgeable about the muppets i know who some of the characters are i know a lot of like the basics and and everything like that um but like I know moving right along, but the first time I heard the song moving right along, Devin either sang it to me or played it, and I was like, "This is a great song, but I never knew it was from a Muppets movie. <laughs> and it's, then, from the Muppet movie. it's from it's the from Muppet movie the Muppet, which I again didn't know and then uh. and like I don't know i yeah i I like Sesame Street, but I like the Muppets in like because it's weird like I like Sesame Street I never really watched Muppets but they're the same kind of because they exist in the same world I don't know every I mean they're all uh, technically everything on the on Sesame Street is a Muppet Muppet. because you know it's Jim Henson's production house and Kermit was on Sesame Street as a reporter sometimes which is always great uh, and I mean, yeah, they're all they're all I, Muppets. They all they all show up at the end of the Muppet movie. It's a great group shot at the end <laughs> of the Muppet movie that includes the entirety of like every Muppet they had created at the time. And, like, yeah, and it's beautiful long shot. And I remember having a book, uh, when I was a kid, about the Muppet Babies, and one of the like pictures in it was I think little baby Miss Piggy, or someone someone was getting their their pants pulled down and like their diaper was out was it supposed to look like the copper tone ad yes. by any chance yes. i think i i might have had that same yeah so it was supposed <laughs> like, to look I like i remember the, that image yeah. in my head it was supposed to look like the copper tone ad and it did so like it, that image has stuck in my head and like baby kermit has stuck in my head because like his eyes was so big <laughs> and his <laughs> And his face was so wide. And I was like, this is weird. But, like, those are the images of the Muppet Babies, like, storybook that I had as a kid. That was probably Devin's and was handed to me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It was just... Muppet Babies, Muppet Babies was weird because I think that was I mean, probably... I know the song. Devin, like, ingrained the song into my head one day while we were driving on an adventure. And he's like, you're going to learn the Muppet Babies song. Does he mean the theme song to the show or the song that they sing in, I think it's Muppets Take Manhattan, that might have, like, the actual it, Muppet Baby puppets? 
It goes, Muppet Babies. Oh, yeah, that's that theme song to the yeah. show. Okay, yeah. No, because there's like Animal a scene. Dance! That one. There's like a scene <laughs> in, I think it's Muppets Take Manhattan, where they just have a scene of them all as babies in like a daycare center for some reason, some weird dream sequence. And it's just really strange because it's the moment that my brain realized that I can kind of look at the Muppets animated in Muppets in Muppet Babies, yeah. or I can look at them as the like, you know, felt puppets in a movie, but I cannot put the two images together because my brain will not let it. It is so weird <laughs> to see the Muppet Babies as live action puppets. I can't do it. Like it freaks me out every time I see that scene. That's um, fantastic. <laughs> I, I think my, I, I, the more I think about it, and I never really, I guess I never really thought about it, is that I think Muppet Babies is probably my introduction into the Muppets because that was, you know, a 90s uh, cartoon show. And by then, the Muppet show had already ended and the Muppet movie had been out, was out, you know, 10 years before I was born. Yeah. But so it's so strange to think that Muppet Baby, Babies brought me into that. And then what are probably my two, my, my top three favorite Muppet movies of all time. Or Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island, and the original Muppet movie. And Muppets, uh, the great Muppet caper is a very close fourth in there. Uh, the, mostly because <laughs> uh, the Muppet movies, I'm trying to think of the best way to I just to, need to, to let you about, know, I am sitting here and all of this is just flying by. I and I'm to, just yeah, like staring realize, at the wall. I'm, I'm staring at the wall. I'm going to rain this back and, and like start from the top. <laughs> I'm like staring, so, at, staring at the wall and I'm like, I know some of these words. So, okay, let me think of it this way. Let me start here. Jim Henson created the Muppets because he had this idea in his head that puppetry could be for, you know, regular adult entertainment. I don't mean like adult triple X entertainment, like freaking, <laughs> like freaking, uh, what's his name that came out this year that was terrible? Um, the, the movie with Oh, Melissa oh, Bates. um, uh, um, Happy Town Murders. Happy Town ha Murders. Or Happy yeah. Time Murders or something. Ugh. That's the I result didn't of see a that. Movie, that's the result of a movie that want that they have been that uh, Brian Henson, his son, has been trying to make for like twenty years, and finally someone gave let him make it. Yeah. And I don't think he updated that script in twenty years. But that, um, yeah, I never saw that. So, but it just felt weird. But but Jim Henson had already had always had this idea that like puppetry was not just for kids mm. just like animation is not just for kids even though largely in america and in the and west they think it is it, they they make it most mostly kids movies animated yeah. and they haven't figured out yet that you know adults like that stuff too and so um i mean sesame street was kind of jim henson going like i'm gonna put my foot in the door and educate kids because i love educating kids but also they'll let me make a kid's show with puppets and then i can make enough money to do whatever the hell else i want yeah. uh which he then parlayed into making uh, the Muppet Show, which was a variety show starring the Muppets. You know, Kermit was the showrunner and yep. everyone else was their cast of characters and all that. And the best thing he ever did was to use a wrestling term was <laughs> that they kept up kayfabe like crazy. Do you know what kayfabe is? Uh, no. <laughs> kayfabe, kayfabe is is The Rock, the character versus Dwayne Johnson, the real person. Kayfabe oh. is... K kayfabe is, uh, you know, everyone in uh, everyone in the WWE is playing a character and yeah. it's half acting. It's like ha it's like forty percent acting and sixty percent wrestling. But that's yeah. what the WWE is. And kayfabe is the idea that everybody is just in on that bit and nobody talks about it outside of that. Which is why the Undertaker, in thirty years of wrestling, has almost never given an uh, uh, 
an interview outside of being the Undertaker, the Undertaker and yeah. why there is a distinct difference between The Rock and Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Like that's that's what that was. And so like everybody kind of, you know, everybody understood Frank Oz and Jim Henson and Steve Whitmire and a bunch of these other, you know, puppeteers and actors were the voices behind these characters. But Kermit the Frog was Kermit the Frog. Kermit the there was Frog, not dude. like Jim Henson was the voice, but Kermit the Frog is just Kermit the Frog, yeah. which is why in um, <laughs> Christmas Carol, which is my one of my favorite Muppet movies, the opening credits are Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit and Gonzo, Gonzo the Great as Charles Dickens, the narrator. Mm-hmm. And and um, and so like they become actors in and of themselves who are being controlled by these puppeteers and these voice actors who are then playing completely separate characters within this movie. Yeah. Which <laughs> it is, is layer upon layer upon layer of beautiful craziness. Yeah, which is so cool. I've just, like, and I've always known that, that, like, you know, the Muppets are basically their own people. Like, they really are exactly what you described. They're, they're, Especially when you get into like the credits of those movies things. and you yeah. realize that like Frank Oz is doing eight different voices and you would never realize it. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's it's so like that concept has always been really cool to me. It's just I've never like sat down and experienced it. Like which is also crazy to me. <laughs> well, what's great is they keep this up through almost every production. And so like the Muppet movie, the original Muppet movie is you are seeing how the Muppets met in order to make the Muppet movie. Now, this is at the height of the Muppet show, and they never even mentioned the Muppet show. But what you're watching, but the way that they frame it is it opens up in a studio critic screening room where the Muppets are sitting down to watch the movie they just made. Nice. So it starts right. with them. So it starts with them all coming together. So you get you know all these great one-liners and everything of the characters coming into the studio lot to come sit down. And then Kermit sits there with his nephew, and his nephew's like, they're like, Uncle Kermit, is this really how the Muppets met? And he's like, nah, more or less. Which means they're just straight up admitting to the fact that they have fictionalized their already fictional story for how these fictional creatures met, and they're admitting it to themselves. Yeah. And then they're sitting there and watching the movie, which is great. And then there's a scene in that movie where they don't know how to get to the next scene. Very clearly, they, have for, they, have, they could not figure out from a writing standpoint what, how to transition from one scene to the other. So the movie breaks for 10 seconds and it cuts back to them all sitting in the theater where they all for mm, 10 or 15 seconds look at each other like, what's going on? They turn around and say, hey, what's going on with the movie? They're like, no, we fixed it. And they go right back in and they're just add another scene. Yeah, now. like that's, that, <laughs> that's so cool. That like... It's like it's like I see exactly what you I see exactly what you did there, yeah. and I'm fine with it because oh like gosh. it wasn't even like there's a, there's not even like a bunch of jokes in between, in that ten seconds. The biggest joke in that ten seconds is that animal is getting restless and has started eating his chair. Like that. Animal is the best Muppet. Convince me otherwise. <laughs> um, I will and, wait. And so like the, this, it, and so I was watching. <laughs> so I'm watching these movies the other night and um you know it's all flooding back to me. I haven't watched Muppet Christmas Carol since like my grandmother's house when we had it on VHS. And I mean house. She moved into an apartment at some point when I was younger for like 10 or 15 years. So you're talking about like I must have been 10 years old the last time I watched this movie. And um I, I couldn't believe how much it all just came flooding back to me watching 
And I couldn't figure out what it was for three movies. I'm sitting here trying to figure out what it is about these these movies and the Muppets who are not like it's not like I go every day thinking about the Muppets. And I'm excited every time I sit down to watch it, like the Muppet movie or something. But it's not like this is, like I said, first time in 10 years, 10, 15 years that I've watched this. Uh, it's been a few years since I've watched the Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. God knows how long it's been since I watched Muppet Treasure Island. But what was it about these movies that are just have this like crazy emotional impact to me? And I realized it's the Muppets were the first instance of the shows that I love now, which is they are pulling together a string of, you know, TV, you know, even though it's completely all made up, this is a bunch of idiots putting together a thing <laughs> very well, but they're all idiots while they do it. Yeah. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Everybody on that show, everybody on that show is excellent at their job yes. and also a moron in yes. one way or another. Yeah. <laughs> and Parks and Rec was the same way. Bob, Bob's Burgers is mm-hmm. great for that. My favorite thing about the Belchers in Bob's Burgers is that every episode is one of them has come up with the dumbest, craziest scheme for whatever reason. And the other four members of the family have gone, sure, why not? Until yeah. it completely gets out of control. But they never stop each other from doing the thing that they want to do. They just are like, is this a great idea? Who knows? We're probably just make sure he doesn't kill himself and run well, and like run after each other. Well, and that's such a great positive version yeah. of comedy that like I think for a lot of my life has not existed because mm. it came out of very cynical times recently and stuff like that. Yeah. So No, and I I mean it, it's also a way to um it makes the it makes the shows feel more real in a way too because everybody is dumb. Everybody has dumb moments in their lives. Um, and everybody comes up with stupid ideas and, and, you know, harebrained, harebrained schemes and whatnot, you know? So it's, it's like another level to these shows, like, like Bob's Burgers, perfect, like, is is like a really good example. Like, yeah, why wouldn't they just go along with it? They love each other. They're gonna, they're, it's like, yeah, we're gonna keep an eye on this situation by going along with it because... Like you said, they, we need to not make. We need to make sure that father doesn't get killed. Like we yeah. need. We, and and they clearly do care about each other. And same with Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like it. It is. You know, Jake has his quirks, and so do, I mean, it, everybody on that show. They do have their little quirks. Even um, Scully and Hitchcock. Like they're the bumbling idiots of the crew, but. Put them in a room with a bunch of paperwork, and they're they are fine. they're the best ballet dancers, you know. And like, <laughs> but also their dumbness is just like it makes sense for who they are as people. Like they're older, they don't give a crap anymore, and it it makes them so, way realer than realer, yeah, way more realistic than like other shows that in the past or whatever, you know. So. It's cool. It's cool that they're able to do that. And to bring that to the Muppets, like, it's cool that the Muppets are able to feel real, even though they are puppets, by and doing a, that same stuff, like, the, that mean, same there's comedy. Two, there's two big reasons for that, too, with the Muppets. And then we'll move on to Christmas Chronicles. I'm so excited to talk about Christmas Chronicles. Oh, but God. There's two, there's two things more <laughs> I want to hit about the Muppets that just, like, fascinate me that I 
still blow my mind to this day. So the Muppet Show was huge. And very much like structured like SNL in its way. I mean, a little bit more variety, but did its sketches and stuff. But it also had a special guest every week. So, like, tons of famous people were involved with the Muppets of all things. And so when you get to the Muppet movie, that movie is peppered with cameos like nobody's business. There's a fabulous scene with Steve Martin as their waiter who is they they have bought a 95 cent bottle of champagne and Steve Martin is like just a jackass of a waiter. He's first off he's got shorts that are shorter <laughs> than most underwear on along with like a really just crazy uh like waiter's jacket over like an ugly Christmas sweater. And he's just like every every sentence out of his mouth through the entire scene is like he might as well be saying you're I, he might as well be looking at Kermit and being like, you cheap asshole. <laughs> but instead, it's just like it's just the snootiest version of like, would you like to smell the bottle cap to your champagne? <laughs> oh, oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> And like my book, my book Christmas Carol, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge is play, Scrooge is played by Michael Ca uh, Michael Caine, oh, is Ebenezer okay. Scrooge. Oh wow! Yeah, and he is playing it as seriously as an actor can. He is Ebenezer Scrooge in this movie. He is not, you know, the he's not the celebrity cameo that came in to make jokes about the fact like why why are fruit talking at me and we're this what is this thing this you know gonzo as charles dickens and rizzo who's just there they just didn't have anything else for rizzo to do except to be gonzo's sidekick while they go through this which is great because rizzo is making jokes the whole time about the fact that gonzo as charles dickens knows stuff he possibly can't know because they're not like in the building with things they're like there's a scene where they're outside scrooge's house and like i think they took straight lines from uh, from Christmas Carol for Gonzo and Scrooge to speak where he's like uh, Scrooge walked through the house and uh, turning off all of the lights as he went preparing for for bed and Rizzo's like how could you possibly know that we're stuck outside in the cold <laughs> <laughs> nice. and he's like he's just like I told you I'm omniscient I'm a, I'm a narrator just go with it just go with it <laughs> awesome. and then in Muppet Treasure Island it's friggin Tim Curry as Long John Silver who brings right. like this beautiful That's theatric, right. this like beautiful theatricality to this movie where it's just like, it's like he's the perfect casting for Long John Silver in a like more family friendly version of this, yeah. of this story. It's perfect. It's perfect. Um, the other thing is I just like the way that Rolf as a, as a puppet works. Um, Rolf as a puppet is takes three people cause it's uh, normally one, hand, one person does his right hand in his mouth, mm -hmm. and the other person does his left hand, unless he's playing the piano. If he's playing the piano, then someone sticks both of their hands into his hands and fakes playing the piano almost perfectly for the music, and then someone else does, his, does the mouth for him. So there's like multiple ways that you have to work <laughs> Rolf the dog, depending on whether or not he's playing piano at the time. Like, That's amazing. Oh, man. And then it's, it's just like that... that um, uh, Emmett Otter's jug band. Oh, the bloopers? Uh, the bloopers now, I've saw. seen those. I've seen Emmett Otter, and I've seen the those bloopers, bloopers a and lot. Those, those bloopers are fantastic because it's just mm -hmm. one 10-second yep. scene 
over what, like 20 minutes of them trying to take the shot. And yeah. at some point someone's like, take 239. Mm -hmm. And that's the point where I realized someone is sitting under a slab of wood with their hand up mm -hmm. that whole time doing the same motions over and over and yeah. over. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> My it's favorite... like the amount of work that goes into working a Muppet is is it's mind blowing. Crazy. It's fantastic. Yeah, it makes you really um, appreciate the art that is that that is puppetry and the art that Jim Henson was able to create. Like, I mean, in the in the Muppet movie, Kermit work. rides. His, yeah, in the Muppet movie, Kermit rides his bicycle, and there is a one fifteen second shot where it is a wide angle shot of Kermit the Frog full body pedaling a bicycle down mm -hmm. the road. And you don't well, see a single friggin' it, string. You don't it see happens, it's not green screen. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> it happens in um, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas as well in the beginning because he's riding on a bo uh, bicycle, and then the Riven Bada boys come through on their on their car and knock him off the road. <laughs> on uh, their car, in their car. My my. First of all, if you've never seen the bloopers for Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, you need to take a pause. <laughs> Pause this episode, go watch it, and then come back. There was a point watching those where I started to recite the lines with them <clears throat> that they had said right? over and over just because I wasn't thinking, just mindlessly. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, must be one of them River, River Bottom, Bottom Boys. Boys. <laughs> Every time I say River Bottom Boys, that is how I say it. Like, it, uh... that is... That is how I think it and how I say it. My um my favorite bit of those bloopers, and then we can move on to Christmas Chronicles if you're if you're ready for that. Um, <laughs> if you're ready for that discussion. <laughs> um, my favorite part of those the amount of Jug Band Christmas bloopers is when Ma is like, "Oh, we got we got to run for it, Emmett," and he's like, "I, I can't, Ma. My my feet is." to staple to the ground yeah. it's like beautiful it's beautiful uh, oh i can't ma feet are stapled to the ground <laughs> that's my emma otter and i think i think the thing that really sells a blooper reel like that because there's there's a point at which when i when i see bloopers from like tv shows and stuff and there's sometimes there's a part of me that's like man this crew must be getting annoyed as hell that these guys have not gotten this thing right yet or something like that right but through all of these takes you're seeing the stage crew come in and reset the drum yep. and reset the doors and stuff and they cannot stop laughing yeah. and reacting directly to these puppets that they know are being People. controlled by <laughs> someone else yeah. they're still looking right at Emmett and his mother and laughing yeah. hysterically yeah. while they try to get this it's, thing right it's beautiful it really is and uh. like it also to go back into like the whole art and the work that is put into this I mean, I was I was rewatching the bloopers um like a couple weeks ago and every time the drum rolled by, I'm like that's how it happens in the movie, isn't it? Like I yeah, it, but I, it's I not tell you what it is they're exactly it's, trying to pull off have in to, that scene. What they're trying to pull off is the drum is I like and I had seen the movie a couple days before on the big screen um and it it it's such an insane thing like that when you think about it how many takes it took them for like one movement that this drum needed to do and it was that the drum there are those two jugs outside of the uh, outside of the music shop right right the drum 
is supposed to, and I don't remember know if you remember like how it looks at the end of those blooper reels. It is supposed to hit one of the jugs, like do a 180, and then flop down onto the curb. That oh, is, that's right. And it's the 180 that they can't get. And, that's what they, it, it keeps hitting it and it dropping keeps, or it would, or it flies off screen. Yeah, or something. But it that keeps, 180 and then the drop is the thing I, that they could not get yeah. for the longest time. And I mean, I could be wrong. I could be still wrong in saying that it's supposed to do a 180. But every time they did it, it was either rolling between the jugs. It would stop on the jug and then not flop onto the curb. It would completely fall off of the curb or it would just roll out a scene. But it had to be half on the sidewalk and half on the street oh, next to that first jug. And you're talking about literally the single element in that entire 15-second sequence yeah. that they can't control. Yep. Because the drum is not a puppet. Exactly. Everything else is like meticulously and, so put together. And to be like, well, we spent three hours here doing this because the one thing we can't control is the physics yep. of a drum. <laughs> and I mean, like, again, again, to like go into the work that – they very easily could have called it at like 30 takes or 40 or 50 takes, whatever, like a low number. And then like we're putting the drum on a string or we're going to manipulate this drum somehow so we don't have to do 230, 230 plus uh, takes of this. They very easily could have done that. But no, like we want it to be real. We want it to feel like this drum did that. We like it. It. It needs to have that realism to it. And that is what I think we like it it just needs to be appreciated how much work was put into all of the Muppet all anything Muppet anything Jim Henson related. There's and so much work of into I got a good it. transition for this. Yes. Wonderful work, amazing oh, work. God. And speaking of great amazing work oh, and more work than needed to be put into a movie. <laughs> The Christmas Chronicles, starring Kurt, Ru Kurt Russell, the Netflix original that just came out, and I literally just watched before we started recording this episode, and might be one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. Well. <laughs> Not because it's a—one of my favorite—how hmm, do I want to put this? It's—I think it is perfectly on tier with— like '90s straight to straight to like straight to TV special, like ABC's Disney Sunday night movie <clears throat> for Christmas. Perfect, like perfect type of movie. I think it works perfectly mm -hmm. as one of those. Mm -hmm. I suspect Dale does not believe does not have the same opinion of this movie that I do. Um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it feels that way because they literally took like every Christmas trope that they wanted and thought of and threw it in the movie. So it's going to feel that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> clearly I am not a huge fan of Christmas Chronicles. I don't, I would, I don't know why I, to be totally honest I, because, and that's just it. I think it did. Here's the thing. I think you and I are looking at literally the exact same parts of this movie and, and I'm just going, Oh, this is great. Out of it. Yeah. I'm going, Oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted. And you're going, what the hell? <laughs> like... well, okay. So, so we watched it. We watched it last night. And, uh, when I first heard it, I first heard about it on like Sirius XM and I was like, that's weird, but Kurt Russell, I'm a, I'm gonna add it to my queue. So I put it in my queue on Netflix and haven't touched it. And then yesterday our mother was like, 
hey, I want to watch that movie. I want to watch the Christmas Chronicles. And so we decided to do it last night. Everybody took naps because we were all tired and, you know, and, and then we woke up and we watched Christmas Chronicles. And it starts and it's just like, oh, this is this is going to get sad real quick. Except Spoilers it, for the Christmas Chronicles. Yes, this is your Christmas spoiler <laughs> friends right here, everybody, because I got to talk about some things in this movie. Uh, um, but it was starting just, with this opening. But... So you know something wrong. Okay, so uh, the, I'm not. <laughs> I need to disclaim something right now. I did not hate the movie. Am I gonna rush to watch it again? No. <laughs> um, did I think some parts of it were? cute yes but holy did not enjoy <laughs> like would not maybe like a solid four out of ten i don't know i'm bad at rating things we we've discussed yeah, we, this we've discussed this we've discussed um, it. i don't know how to oh, rate things i'd at least get i think it's a great b-level movie i don't know like it's just there's a lot going on there's a lot going on in the christmas chronicles and it does it it does some stuff with Santa that I like, and I don't know if it's because it's the movie or if it's just because it's Kurt Russell. Tell you, I mean, because it's <laughs> Kurt Russell and it's and he's, I mean, and he's great at it. Like they they wrote they wrote a Santa. They could have very easily made him grumpy, or like jaded, or they could have made him. Or he could have been at no point in this movie is he mad at these kids. And that is fact, a lie. That is a lie. Movie, Hold on. You learn at the end of the movie that the whole thing was, was completely was completely set up from the minute they, they he like saw them on the sled. Like he is not. Oh, it was that... set up before that. Are you kidding me? It was set up when the mom from um, some sitcom. I don't remember what sitcom <laughs> she was on. It is set up from the minute the mom was like, you want to know what I want for Christmas? For you two to get along. Santa I mean, I heard that and was like, all right, I'm going to do that for you because, you know. Sure, uh, sure. Why not? You're the one person. I'm going to I'm gonna risk Christmas for you. <laughs> I was going by the fact that he dropped, when he said he dropped his hat, that was the thing. Because that was what he admitted to the kids was that from the, that he dropped the hat on purpose. "Quote unquote," or that he never needed the hat in the first place, or whatever. So I think he's been whatever. planning it since the year, since two thousand, uh, whatever year his arm is shown in the video. I think he was planning it from then. But the dad is still alive, so there's no point <laughs> I, to that. Yeah, hey, you know what? Santa, uh, no, nah. Santa yeah. knows all. Santa's I mean, magical, does. and he knows all. <clears throat> he does, but I like. <laughs> Either no, way, I'm, I like I, that's a little too much. But I, I, hundred percent believe that as soon as she said that that was her Christmas wish, Santa was like, "Got it. Okay, that's what you're sure, getting." Then, but even then, like that still is like the fact that he's this version of again, this version of Santa is just like a decent dude. Like they could have so easily, in so many ways, made him either a jerk or holier yes, than now yeah, or something. And instead, he's just like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> who's yeah. just like just wants who just wants to get his job done by the end of the night. <laughs> but it's so weird like to the, the like the whole concept that he was like planning he planned the entire night like I don't know it like I mean not I'm that, willing not to that let me put it, this it cheapens way. it 
but I don't think it's that. Well, it, and this is something that I think comes up a lot with with diff, many different things. This is like when someone says, "Oh, once you introduce a multiverse to something, it breaks all of these rules because then anything is possible." Or like once you know that magic exists and anything is possible. Well, no, I think that I think his plan was he told them that he dropped his hat so that they would get along by the end of the night. I don't think he like planned out step by step that like they were going to have to steal a car or that he'd be in prison for half the night or, or something like that. I don't I, think that I, think... I don't think that was ever actually part of the plan. I think his plan was I'm going to tell these kids I lost my hat and get them together and uh the elves will help me you know put the sleigh back together so if i have to you know crash it sure that that can be solved i because i think i think he's seriously he was like i think that was a serious moment when he comes out of prison and is like oh shit i only have an hour to do this now i don't think he meant for it to take i don't, I don't think know. he meant for that night to be like i only have an hour i think he meant for that night to be like well I'm going to spend a couple of hours helping these kids, you know, get their lives together and we'll find my sleigh and then they'll help me put out the gifts and then I'll take them home. I don't think he planned on that taking the eight hours it took I, instead or whatever. I think he did. You want to know why I think he get the sole reason why I think he did? Way too calm in the in jail. He was way too calm in jail. I think that's just the type of character. The thing is, I think that's just the type of dude they wrote for him. Well, like that, but that, that's just, what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. So if it, if but again, he, he says, didn't but again, plan he it out. He came out. I lost track of time. I think he was calm because he wasn't thinking about the fact that it was going to be Santa you know, can five o'clock when he. <laughs> yeah, but he says it to him. I mean, I guess he kind of says it to the kids, but he I mean, says he it to the like kids. He, I don't know. I'm willing to believe that he's saying it to himself when he's like, oh, crap. I, I don't know. I think that Santa, he, Santa has, but here's the thing about Santa Claus. He has the ability to manipulate all, like, he has the ability to manipulate time and space. Uh, but not by going backwards. He never goes backwards in time. That's... He can go very quickly through time, yeah, but, but he never actually not... goes backwards in time. But so he can, I think that he can, here's what I mean by manipulate more so. I think that he can sit down and like meticulously plan and maybe with a little bit of magic, create a, a for lack of a better word, like heist situation where he can get down to the millisecond of like when things need to happen because he's Danny Ocean because he's Danny exactly exactly Santa's basically Danny Ocean (laughs) conspiracy unlocked haven't done one of those in a while I was gonna do a conspiracy unlocked that Santa is ego but you know Danny Ocean is better I mean the the short answer (laughs) is that it's Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell can freaking just do it yeah Kurt Russell, <laughs> but it's it's just like yes, I, I there. I mean, there are things that could have gone wrong, but I think that he has his finger on the pulse of everything that happens in that night, and um, like I don't think he automatically thinks that going into the bar, no one's gonna help them, but. I don't know. I think he has can have some feeling of that. 
You know, he's 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 yeah, like, and I think he I think he improvises well. He I think improvises he walks well. Into that bar, I think he I think once he walks into that bar and realizes who the bartender is, he realizes, oh, this is my moment to teach yes. a lesson to this kid. I yeah. don't think he went to that bar because he knew that was what was going to happen. I don't know, but I think I, he I think he's I think he's just I I don't know. See, I'm and this is this it this is actually exactly why I love this movie. The fact that we don't know this stuff because I this just, movie trusts. This movie has a weird trust in its audience. And maybe that's because they didn't have the budget to go further. They spent so much money between the reindeer, the elves, and paying Kurt Russell I mean, that they, they didn't lo- have the money for anything else. But <laughs> the, the look of the movie, the, the magic effects, all of that looks really, really good. I will give it that. Um, like, the, the elves are very adorable. And the reindeer look fantastic. Like, it, it was reminding me of um, Comet from the Santa Claus movies. <laughs> like, Comet... And that Comet was probably a puppet. That, that Comet point, is right? a puppet. That, yeah. de- that Comet's definitely a puppet. But, like, I just have vivid, like, memories of just loving that, char- like, p- Comet as a character in the Santa Claus. So it, like, made me think of that, and I'm like, wow. Like, this is beautiful. This is a, this is a beautiful reindeer right here. And it just, it, that made me happy. And him jumping from chimney to chimney was very well done. I thought that was beautiful. Um, but but to go back on the, like, Santa can control the night, I think he might give himself windows of opportunity. So he's like, from 10.30 to 11, we're going to hang out in this bar, and something is going to help us move this night along. And hopefully <laughs> it will work in my favor. And then he's Santa Claus, so it does. <laughs> I mean, yes. Like, <laughs> I mean, yes. But like, oh, that was that was a growl. No, sorry, that was you no, just that growled. A growl. that, was, that was me letting. I was realizing I wasn't breathing, which happens sometimes. Oh, that was not, that's yeah, not growl. good. No, it's because like I realized like if I talk too much or I'm thinking too much, the last I realized that <laughs> I stopped breathe. breathing. Yeah, it's not that I can't breathe. I just stopped for a second. Nice. Uh, All right. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's just, let me, I mean, like I said, I didn't hate the movie. There was a lot that I found fun. <laughs> but here's a, th- here's a couple of things that I really liked from the writing, a writing standpoint of this. And maybe this is more of the, like the way that I come to things than you come to things that we have this like difference of opinion, which is great. It's fantastic. I love it. I, again, I think we are literally looking, I think we're both looking at literally the same object in just for whatever reason, like the reality of it is just different for both of us. Yeah. But like, I loved the fact that they don't, there's no one that like handholds the kids through any of this movie. They show the, they show the sleigh crash, which first of all, they dropped a little girl out of the freaking sky for a 10 second stunt. in this. I mean, not really, yeah. but like that's, insane to me that they're like oh yeah in your kids movie we're gonna drop this girl at twenty thousand feet and like make this like harrowing thing out of catching her which is great like this movie reminded me so much of the like 80s and 90s like supposedly kids family movies like the goonies or home alone or adventures in babysitting in which there are children in mortal danger at every moment for like no reason uh, the, the, 
brother gets kidnapped by a freaking chop shop gang. That in- was <laughs> insane. All right, that that moment, like I looked at Devin, I'm like, it has to drag, did that just happen? It has to drag the 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 gift bag, which is a magical portal back to the North Pole yeah. out of a fire. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> but the bag, no singes. It's a magic bag. Of course not. But the other thing is, was there maybe I missed a line, but do they really explain that or does that just happen for the girl? What? Like she's just like that that oh if like the elves are in the bag and also if I go into the bag I might end up in the North Pole. Like no, they don't ever there's just... no deep insight. Exactly. And yet she just you know appeared. exactly she what's just happening. crawls in there and shows she crawls, up. She crawls in there, and the second she crawls in there, the audience is, of course, going to go, oh, well, now something crazy is going to happen. Yeah. She crawls into Santa's magic bag. And the next yeah. thing you know, she's in the North Pole where she meets no one for like 10 minutes and instead looks around his workshop, looks at the wall in the catalog, the card catalog, and you realize, like, without saying anything and any explanation, you see the initials on the wall and you see that it's a card catalog from a library, which God, when's the last time you saw one of those? And still, you're like, okay, every, whatever's in that drawer is going to correspond to kids. Yeah. What, what's it going to be? And she pulls one open, and it's Christmas cards. And they don't have to say any of that. Yeah. It's Christmas cards and letters to Santa. And they don't have to tell you any of it. It trusts, the like, in a very weird, like, mature way, it trusts its Whoa. audience. To be like, oh, okay, I know exactly what this is. It, it really, like, it really depends... I mean, not depends, but it depends on, you know, this knowledge of Christmas movies f- from before. Like, you Does know... Because I, I can't think of, like, the, the closest thing I can think of that I compare this to is the Santa Claus. Yes. And it's nothing, and to me, maybe it's because I haven't watched the Santa Claus in a very long time, but I haven't, like, they're like two completely different movies to me. Oh, Because really? the no. Santa Claus See, has a scene where they walk in, they meet the elves, and the elves explain everything top to bottom in a very funny way, but they do explain everything top to bottom in one scene where he so, goes through, this is the contract, this is what happened, this is what's <laughs> going to happen now. So I think... Rest of the movie. <laughs> so <laughs> the Santa Claus movies, all, all of them, all three of them, right? Did they have to do a fourth? No, all three of the Santa Claus movies, that. like... As a kid, those were my favorite Christmas movies. Every year, I would watch at least one of them. I remember seeing them in the theater. Like, they are... They, I, like, held on to those. So there were a lot... And, like, they meant a lot to me as a kid. So there was a lot of moments in Christmas Chronicles where I was like, I've seen this before and done better. I've seen this before and I like that part better. I've seen... Like, I've already seen you know, a kind of reluctant Santa Claus or, you know, a cool, like, a hip Santa Claus. Like, I've seen a hip Santa Claus. I don't know if Tim Allen was ever oh! a hip Santa Claus. Oh! I don't know. What? I mean, he was a good what? Santa Claus. I like the Santa Claus. I saw he... Santa Claus 2 in theaters, and then I never saw, like, the Escape Clause, the third one. Oh, but he is I the really... hippest Santa. I do like the Santa Claus. I just, like, but to me, like, his Santa Claus is always supposed to be, like, like his whole thing was like father like divorced dad trying to like do the thing for his kid and all of that. Yeah. Like and and it's played very well, but that's to me is very different than this Santa Claus. I don't know. I just oh, it hurts that he said <laughs> Tim I don't think Allen, he was ever, Santa Claus no, is I, not hip. 
But I think that's on purpose. I don't think he's supposed. I think he's supposed to be hip. I think he's oh, supposed I... to be a dad. I think like, he's, he's the supposed... coolest. I think he is the coolest Santa Claus. <laughs> Other than you know the Santa Claus from Rise of the Guardians, who is <laughs> like Russian, I think, right? <laughs> Is he not Icelandic or Oh, Norwegian Icelandic, or Norwegian? I don't know. He's cool. He got tattoos. That's Santa Claus. Hip is Santa Claus. Tim Allen, second. Uh, I mean, he's fine. Anyway. I'd like to hang out with him. I mean, he's a nice Santa Claus. He's I mean, who wouldn't want to hang out with Santa Claus? Or I mean, but like, I don't know. I don't want... Devin would be like, I don't want to hang out with Propaganda Claus. That's Devin's thing, though. I'll let, I can let him explain that. I know. Um, he tried to explain it a little bit on on, uh, on the on the senior report, report. For this week. Yes. And um, uh, oh man, I mean, the truth is there is no Santa Claus that isn't propaganda Santa Claus because it's all based on a Coke commercial. Like, anyway. <laughs> but anyways, um, like I think. So, yeah, so it's, it, you're saying that it trusts everybody, but I think it trusts that people have seen a Christmas movie before. I don't so, know, like, because, I don't because they any... don't have to. Like, everybody knows what the North Pole kind of looks like. Everybody knows that there has to be a cataloging system for but the yeah, letters but, that are sent to but Santa. I've never, so, but like, I've never seen it. But know. to me, like, it also me, says North Pole on the ground. It does say North Pole on the ground when she walks in there. Okay, I mean, that's fine. I'm not saying that they don't give you any information. <laughs> yeah. I just think that, like, I don't know. I think that it is designed differently than I am than I would have thought. Like, it would have been easy for them to turn this into a computer system. And instead, it's an old card catalog system. And yeah, I'll tell you, cool. I saw that, and I didn't know what was going to be in that drawer when it opened. I thought it would be really? files on kids. I thought it would be files on kids. I didn't think it would be Christmas letters. Really? Wow. Yeah. No, I... As soon as she like turned, I was like, "Oh, that's cool that they that he has the videos. I I like that he has the video letters." And then as soon as I saw the the wall, and then she like is looking at the 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 you know letters and everything. I'm like, on the wall, the letters on the wall, not the letters in the things. I'm like, right. So these are just all the letters that have been sent to Santa. Okay, like this is no, cool. It's a cool I mean, setup, but. It really? Didn't hit oh me wow! Until she opened hey, it mean, up. That's cool though. <laughs> that that is cool that it didn't hit you until it, because like, it shouldn't hit you until it. Like, I think it's designed to not hit you until she opens it up. And what it is is, I think it's and I think it's what you just said was the the video thing, the video thing with the kids. That was to me that was the oh, this is how he kind of, this is part of his whole. This is how I know what every kid wants yeah. thing. So it never occurred to me that he would then also have the letters yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like one thing completely threw me before the other which ended up working for me mm. and so like the fact that and again the fact that she doesn't talk to anybody about it picks it up mm. and then picks out the letter from her brother and all she says is he wrote one last year mm. or he wrote one this year or something and i was like okay that's cool they didn't have to like hit you over the head with this yeah. you already know from the first scene that he doesn't believe in Santa Claus. So you don't need to know until now. That... Yeah, exactly. That he sent a letter or anything. Yeah, and... I mean, it makes sense like that it would come up at that moment. Um, so to bring up the, the brother and sister, right, to talk about Teddy and Kate, Katie, Katie? Yeah, Katie. Yes. Katie and Teddy. Um, they were my biggest problem with the movie. Um, I, I like thinking about it, thinking about the Kurt Russell stuff, thinking about the Santa Claus stuff. Those were the things that I didn't want to end. Like 
him just going up to people and being like, do you remember what you wanted this year? Do you remember what you wanted this year? Hey, if I could just give you this, this, uh, what is it? Mickey Mantle? Like, Mickey Mantle? Was it, who was the baseball? It was Mickey Mantle, right? I think so, yeah. Like, hey, you want this card for your Porsche? Hell yeah, I want this card for my Porsche. And then, you know, that heartbreaking scene where she rips it. But anyways, like, those moments were really cool. Him talking to the cops. The whole music section, the, 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 the music... The music that, video that scene, is, the dance that sequence. Weird. That is weird. I'll that was that. so that, weird. That, that was out of nowhere. But, that was like Kurt Russell. Oh, my this God. Is this is obviously how they got you to sign this contract. Yeah. They're <laughs> this like, hey, scene. you want to play Santa? <laughs> hey, you want to play a singing Santa? Yes. No. So, like, a lot of the Santa stuff was, like, my favorite part of the – were the, the parts I was like, I could just watch this. I could just – I don't need these kids. The real problem – and it's my problem with all media – and I'm sure Devin would agree, and I, I don't know if you're going to agree. I mean, you might agree um, I on this level, is that that kind of sibling relationship where there's just, like, animosity toward each other, I don't enjoy seeing in media. And it's because I don't live that way, <laughs> you know? Like... Devin and I are friends. Like, we're, we're more than a brother and sister. We're friends. Like, we hang out with each other. I, like, have been able to go out with his friends. And, I mean, I've, I've def- as a kid, I definitely went out with him and Seijin and, like, all these people that they went to college with. And so, like, I've never understood having that animosity. Yes, I mean, we fight. Like, every sibling, siblings fight or any you know? or any friendship like or really any anybody, friendship you yeah. know like we fight but it's over in like five seconds you know so it's very difficult and also to go on to that the other day or, or earlier in the day um he had brought up that it's a lot of like older sister younger brother stuff not a lot of older brother younger sister things and then we were able to name a few like i was able to name um, I don't know, like Phil of the Future, which was just a TV show on Disney Channel, that it was a older brother and a younger sister, and they were like enemies. They, they, the younger sister was a jerk, like to everybody. She was, you know, she was rambunctious, and I mean, she's great, but she was rude and mean. Um, I mean, other like television shows that I watched, like from Disney or anything. A lot of them were about a older brother and a younger sister who just hated each other. And it's like, that is something in media that I can never get behind because it's just not how I, it's not what I relate to, you know? So him, Teddy being so rude to his younger sister is just, it's like, I don't, I don't want to root for you guys. (laughs) Like it, it sucks. And I feel bad saying that, but you know <laughs> no i mean okay so it's I, like it's hard for me to watch that and be like yeah go help santa it's like can't like yeah that's that's totally <laughs> that's totally fair and yes i think that is one of the bigger um uh tropey things that they bring to it where they're like this is just like this is tv fam this is tv or movie family this hmm. is not real family but i will say i think that they they balance it out a little better than I've seen in other things. Um, first off, at no moment do either of them make like anyone any kind of like 
oh, you're a boy or you're a girl comments, which are like oh, usually the first thing I catch on to. Yeah, they do. So it's like, do they? Yeah. Did I miss that entirely? She, because, like, um, she's making her video and she says, I want a um, something skateboard with the, the red trim, blah, blah, blah. Teddy says, oh, that's girl, right, they do. Teddy says skateboarding isn't for girls that's or something true. like that. They do. So right. it, they yeah, do. it happens. Never mind. I'm wrong on that. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that because it doesn't come up with them in conversation. Look at it this way. It doesn't come up in conversation. What's yeah. weird is that she says that, and then that never happens throughout the movie. Yeah. So, um, okay, yes, I'll give you that. Again, writing problem. But um, where I was going with that, which I think still holds, is that the other thing that happens in the next, like, 10 to 15 minutes of, of that is that they both lie for each other. Like, he, he yes. is about to tell her that Santa Claus isn't real and then realizes that yeah. this is important to her and stops. And then she never she doesn't tell her mom about mm-hmm. the about his, you know, stealing a car. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they do. They have those moments where, like, the two of them clearly do care about each other. Um, Like, yeah, like, it's nice that he holds himself back from telling her that there's you know there's no santa claus or anything like it's nice that he doesn't do that and yes it is nice after, that she's... after almost stealing the 20 year old camera can we talk about yeah. that camera for a second oh my <laughs> god so everybody just to part the the curtain here for a minute i started this movie and in the first five minutes i texted dale to be like why the hell have they been using the same camera for 12 years how does that happen cameras break people get new cameras how did this happen and then the next scene when they're fighting about it he says the camera is over 20 years old and just dumb anyway and i was like oh never mind they addressed yeah it. and then she and then she says if it was good for dad it's good for me yeah. so it's like you, it, then, it makes you feel like an asshole for being like why the hell are you using this 20 year old ca- camera and then it survives the whole freaking movie that yeah. that camera must have been built by nokia like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah it's uh, i thought that too and i'm like why are they still using this camera i mean i guess prosperity sakes but like why like it was cool that it stayed it was cool that they were making like this this documentary it was cool that like it all worked but like again Santa was just let the it moment work. that like <laughs> like that the years that the years were going i was watching the years tick by in that opening mm-hmm. montage and yeah. the second they hit like the 2010s i was like why isn't this widescreen now <laughs> like why is this still six by nine <laughs> full screen aspect ratio yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah back to back to the sibling relationship i don't know it's just like, yeah, like they do, they clearly do care about each other. I mean, I don't, he, he agree. Teddy agrees to help her because she blackmails him, but like he, he very easily could just be like, no, like he very right. easily, I mean, he gets into it pretty he quickly. He gets like, into it very quickly. So like, yeah, they, he clearly has wonderment and all of that. And he, you know, he goes hard to help her too. And they have that, they have a nice moment in the closet where it's like, this is nice. Like, I, I see that you two actually care about each other. But, like, there's just, I don't know. There's a lot in the beginning where it's just like, geez. Sometimes. The setup, the setup for we need to catch Santa yeah. in the act so that the action can go is pretty rote. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, there's, and, like, all of, like, the, like, let's hug it out and all that stuff. It's like, I don't know. It's yeah. I, don't know, I thought that was a sweet running joke. It like, was a sweet running like, joke. Like, like that it pays off at the yeah. end. Um, it's just hard. But, it's it, it's and it's not just this movie. It's just like I'm bringing it up just because this movie is fresh. But like, it's it's difficult for like me to watch sibling relationships in media and be like, 
and and relate to them because a lot of media sibling relationships are bad. And it's like, but they're good there are good sibling relationships too. Yeah, someone, that someone figured in the world. out. Like, I mean, someone figured out like fifty years ago that like the easiest conflict is brothers sibling, and sisters yeah. for some reason. Yeah, and they never grew out of that. Yeah, like, and it's crazy. I mean, like you and your brother have a good relationship too. Like it's like I don't know if it's just me or anything like that, but it's just it makes me feel weird. That's why, like, when I watch Bob's Burgers, it makes me so happy that the three kids are like inseparable from each other, like, and that they help each other. And yes, they poke fun at each other, but you know, they they're always going to help each other. They are always going to be there for each other if something wrong happens or anything like that. Um, and it's like there was a TV show. Well, no, that's actually, that's not a good. That's not a good example but (laughs) (laughs) never mind on that one um but it's just like i don't know even like phineas and ferb okay like you have pretty good sibling relationships in phineas and ferb um yeah i mean candace is crazy i don't know if you know anything about phineas and ferb here's the thing about phineas and ferb though to be fair She's right in that they're doing dangerous oh, yeah. things all but, the time and no one believes her. <laughs> yeah, but it's not like she's she's trying to protect them. Like, it's always right. a, from a protection <laughs> standpoint. But, like, they still, like, they still have a good relationship. Like, I still 100% believe that they have a good relationship. Um, even, like, Milo Murphy's Law, to bring up another, you know... Um, Swampy and Povermine, like, show. Like, Milo and his sister have a really good relationship. And, like, I, yes, I I don't want to discredit, like, there are siblings in the world that have bad relationships. It happens. But there are also a lot of good sibling relationships that exist. And I feel like those also need to be shown (laughs) to kids. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, no, you're 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 absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, like I can I can name all of these shows that I watched as a kid with that, and the majority of them had sibling relationships that were all not like really not good relationships. Like the I mean, Lizzie either... McGuire, even Stevens, like yes, the whole Disney like, early two thousands lineup. All of them, <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, even Stevens. That's so Raven. I mean, like to go to keep going further but then you have sweet life of zach and cody where zach i did not expect to go down this level but like these are what like we opened some we opened some deep <laughs> we, recesses we with op- the christmas chronicle <laughs> jeez <laughs> but like you have zach and cody and like for me that was the that was like the the first show that i really ever saw that had i mean pb and j otter had 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 the you know PB and J had a lot, like, had a really good relationship. Um, but, like, as far as live action, Zack and Cody was the first show. Like, yeah, they're brothers. They fight. But at the end of the day, they're there for each other and they're friends. You know? It's a, and it's a weird, I think it's a weird age thing. Because what yeah. you just mentioned was, like, here's the shows that are for, like, much younger kids yep. where everybody's getting along and everybody's learning to share and everybody's doing this and that's great. And yeah. then as soon as you hit something for like preteens and teenagers, yep. it's like, Hey, 
remember how your siblings suck because you're full of teenage hormones and everything's terrible? (laughs) And it's like, no, wait, hold on. When was the last time you interacted with a 13-year-old? Come back, come back for like two seconds. And then like even, even to go further, it's a lot of Disney. I watched a lot of Disney as a kid, but like, geez, because. For a very long time, to be fair, they dominated the like 13 to 16 year old market. And they did. And I was, I totally fell into that. Like I totally fell for that trap. I mean, Hannah Montana, another sibling uh, relationship that was a sibling rivalry, you know, I forgot she had a brother on that show. Yep. (laughs) And like, there are a lot of moments where he like uses her fame for his gain and like rides on her coattails. And like, they are so, they're really rude to each other. But yes, there are in all of these shows, I mean, even Phil of the Future, where Pim to Phil is like a lot of times despicable. There are those, you know, tender moments where, you know, they they have to look out for each other or they have to, you know, take over and and, and be like, no, you're dumb. You need to stop doing what you're doing because I can't let you get killed. I can't let you get in trouble or else mom and dad are going to kill me. But like, so yes, I mean, even even Kim Possible. Like that, that sibling relationship was weird too, but they do have all these, like, there's like maybe one episode a season where it's like, oh, hey, remember, we need to show that these siblings actually care for each other. Which is like the most (laughs) like, like, uh, emotionally manipulative thing that they can do where it's like, we're going to make a bunch of people who hate each other come together and like each other for like 10 minutes and you're going to cry about it. Yeah. But so it's like, it's weird. It's like. Like those are the those are the really like I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'd still hang out with Kurt Russell, Santa. Any I would day. say, yeah, obviously. Uh, I, I just don't, you know. I would, I would, I would say, let's go get a beer. But I swear to God, if you start handing out instruments, I'm walking away. No, I would, <laughs> I would be like, do it, let's do it, let's do it up, Santa. Oh, I will sing. Man. I will, I will sing with Santa. Are you kidding me? You wouldn't take the opportunity to sing with Santa Claus. I don't I'm believe not, you, Zach. I'm not a. I'm not. I'm very. I get very nervous with public performance. But it's Santa Claus. <laughs> what if it's not public? Uh, I mean, do you, is a jail cell considered public? That's the question. I did. <laughs> I just the second no. the second he turned to these two guys and were like, "Hey, remember the thing I gave you when you were." In 1979, I was like, okay, these are actually musicians then. These are not actors. I just realized what's happening. (laughs) This is your your family kids movie that involves Santa in jail and uh, three hookers who got put into the jail cell next to him who become their backup. You don't know they're hookers. This is a children's movie. No, they probably are. Uh, I Um. mean, in the world of of movie shorthand. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But I also like, this is also a movie in... We'll wind down here. We've talked so much about this movie, but this is when I was talking about how like they obviously spent all of their money on very specific things. Yeah. It was also very funny to look at because, and I've noticed this as I'm going through like again as I'm going through all of, like the DC shows and Superman and Smallville and stuff, where you start to realize just how many scenes have the same three characters and no one in the background. Yeah. So much of this movie is Kurt Russell and the kids and like no one else, or even the shots on the street. Yep. Where they're chasing, chase, like, it's them and these two cops and these stuntman cops who drive up the cars and that's it. Yep. Like, and and when they go into the bar, nobody speaks and then they don't have to pay him as much, which means that there's like it's just those two and the hostess and the bartender. Yep. <laughs> uh. Yep. But 
that's okay because they had really like I can't, I cannot believe those elves. The elves also are just like speaking a random language that's like fake Norwegian, Elvin. which is probably, it's called yeah Elvish, which Elvish. is just like. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's just speaking it with Goldie Hawn at the end of this movie. Which like, is we great, didn't even we didn't even talk about that. Great, that's a great cameo. <laughs> that's a great thing. Talk about a talk about a scene that expects you to know things. Yeah. That expects you to be like to know. Oh yeah, by the way, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn have been together for decades. Mm-hmm. You know that joke, right? Mm-hmm. Kids who have never probably watched Goldie Hawn well, or Kurt Russell in a movie at this point in their lives. Well, also, um, the dad, Oliver Hudson, is that his name? Right, Oliver. I think it's Oliver Hudson. The dad is Goldie Hawn's son. And oh, is it really? Yeah, and um, yeah, I learned that last night. But the, the like Kate Hudson's like brother or half brother or something like that. I don't know I'd if it's imagine. Kate Hudson's brother or I mean, half brother. I mean, I would have to assume it have to be but because it, Kate the, Hudson is Goldie Hawn's daughter. So like. the oh, probably yeah. Then, um, yeah, I think his dad was Glenn Hudson or Gene I Hudson. I looked up, but I looked up Kurt Russell came out. Someone asked if they were if Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn were still together, and I was like, together? They're together? Like yeah, they, they've but they've been, never been married. They've never been married, but they have been partners for thirty yeah. years. <laughs> and they were, like, and they were partners during Overboard, which I did not know. I thought they, <laughs> I thought they were, I thought they like got together after. I thought Overboard was what brought them together, but no, <laughs> they were just like, let's be in a movie together because we love one each other. One of the rare times, one of the rare times that that actually worked. Yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah. but so Oliver Hudson, I'm, I'm, I really hope that it's Oliver Hudson. I really hope that's his name. But Oliver Hudson is Goldie Hawn's son. But and and Kurt Russell is like his stepdad or like his step like caregiver. I mean, right, he's like the one who like, like raised yeah. Oliver Hudson. So like this movie was like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep this. We're gonna keep <laughs> it in the family. Just, this is the Kurt Russell gold. This is the Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn holiday special. Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Oh, like which man. is cool. That's, I mean, that, like, that's another part where I'm like, this is, I like what you did here, movie. Like, I like the production value. I like the production story of this. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, that's, I mean. That's, okay, so Muppets and, Muppets and Santa, that's yep. the most we can give you. Yeah. Um, and, like, thanks, Devin, for being a good brother all my life. <laughs> I gotta just say it. I gotta make so- him cry while he listens to this if he cries. Season's okay. I'm gonna see him in two days. Oh. And he'll be mad at me. But see. <laughs> oh man. Uh, um. That's so it. this has been <laughs> Say Report Junior. Do we actually have like a format for the end of this show? No, yet? I think or we kind of just do it. Whichever one of us starts doing it first. The, the format is. Here's what the format is. 100. percent You and I get to a point where we're like, I think it's time to stop. We both go, ah, and then one of us jumps into the sign out. One of us that's, is like, this, 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 this pause has gotten too long. Let's that's, go. That's what happens. Um, this is going to be the last time that you hear from us in 2018, our Ooh. first year of existence, um, which is what now? Oh, that's exciting. Eight, ten months on, because we started yeah. in February, technically, mm-hmm. ten or nine or ten months on. Um So thank you, everybody who's, yes, thank you, everybody who's been listening. Thank you, Dale, for... allowing me to do things like try and convince you that kurt russell's a good santa Uh, (laughs) no and and thank you Uh, for sharing your ideals about everything (laughs) it's been fun uh, it has been fun uh so we will see everybody in 2019 
uh, until then. We won't see them. You know what I mean. I was it was colloquial. Uh, <laughs> you'll hear from us in 2019. Uh, <laughs> oh, this was gonna be a sweet ending, and now it just feels combative. Okay, no, uh, now it can be sweet. Thank you. This this I mean this has been great. I mean we talked about it a little bit on the hundredth episode of the Say Report. Wink wink. Go listen to their hundredth episode. Um, no, but this has been fantastic, and I'm really proud of us of what we've created here. That just happened out of a joke. <laughs> I just can't believe we've kept it up this like I, like consistently. I know, <laughs> I, and and we're starting to do like other stuff too, like video game stuff too. Like I'm really, I, I oh. seriously am. I seriously and am yes, very proud of this. Thank you for reminding this. me. Look up pretty soon on our YouTube page, which you can find us at Say Report Junior, where uh, Dale brought me through the first <laughs> couple of worlds of Do Re Mi Fantasy. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Uh, Mylons. Mylons Doki Doki Adventure. <laughs> I, I, at some point, I'm gonna look up what that means. Like, what anyway, do, I don't know what Doki Doki means, but it's, it's used a lot. <laughs> I think it um, just means cute. Yeah. <laughs> I think it means cute. <laughs> um, but look that up on our YouTube channel. It'll go up soon. Um, alongside our Stardew Valley flavor we've done before. Mm -hmm. uh, at some point, I'll get more episodes of this up so you can share them with people. Uh, I've got them like all downloaded. I have to sit down and actually let them render, which is the thing that takes all the time. Yeah. But uh, that will hopefully get cut off soon. And then like one of my reservations for 2019 is to actually keep up with that. <laughs> I said reservations. I you did. Reservations. I was going to let it go. <laughs> I was going to let it go. I was going to let it lie. Um, it would have been fine. I'm only I'm only an English major. I'm not good with words. Uh, <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter as well at Say Report Junior, and you can find us individually. You can find me at Zerwiski, uh, and you can find me at Dale's Brain. Um, is it? Let's get ice cream. Let's all and, go get some ice cream. And we're gonna eat it out of the tub in the closet while we try to video record whether or not Santa or Kurt Russell comes down the chimney. <laughs> yeah. Have a happy, happy, I hope you guys had a happy holiday. Have a happy new year, and we'll see ya. Oh, no, I did it now. It's easier to say. Right? Well, catch you in 2019, everybody. Please, Liz, take us away. Take us away and get us out of this. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.